0: Glad you're here. Thank you for your incredible generosity, and I uh, hope you enjoy uh, the big game today somewhere. Someone gave me, someone gave me, uh, I, I didn't even know this was in the Bible, but it's there. Someone gave me a scripture today, and maybe it will apply, just listen. It could have something to do with the game. The goat charged furiously at the ram and struck him. Breaking off his horns, now the ram was helpless, and the goat knocked him down and trampled him. It's in the Bible. That, that, okay, for those of you that study the Bible, that's called taking a verse out of context. It is not how to connect with God. But we have today a great teacher, part of our teaching team that actually lives not with us but comes and joins us frequently throughout the year. Dr. Sam Farina is a beloved member of this church family. He is teaching now the second to last in our series of Connecting with God. I really hope this year you're connecting with God and learning to listen to His voice. His message today is incredibly practical so I want you to take the principles he's going to give you and put them into practice because it's an incredibly... Pla- and he's sneaking up on me right now. Okay, welcome, Dr. Samferina.
1: Uh, <laughs> well, I'm glad he didn't kiss me. <laughs> it's good to be home. I'm glad to come home. <laughs> Dr. Alfred... Tomatis had been an ear, nose, and throat doctor for 50 years. And a mystery came to his office in the form of a famous, a renowned opera singer. And the renowned opera singer had suddenly developed, and he could not hit certain notes that were easily within his range of voice. And he had gone to several other doctors, and the other doctors were focusing on his throat, uh, but Dr. Demaitis began to focus on something different. First of all, he took a synonym of her and he measured the amount of decibels that this opera singer gave out when he hit his highest and most powerful notes. And are you ready for this? He discovered that that opera singer, when he belted it out, was at 140 decibels. Now, you've got to understand that a jackhammer is at 100 decibels. An air horn, 129 decibels. And yet this singer, when he was hitting his high notes, was at 140 decibels. And he began to think about how powerful that was inside the skull of this singer. He began to understand something. That if you can't hear certain tones, you can't sing those tones. And as he discovered that if you can't hear those tones, you can't sing the tones, he began to realize that this singer had selectively deafened himself. Those tones that were at that high level of 140 decibels now were not able, he was not able to hear them. So he could no longer sing them. The French Academy of Medicine labeled this the Tomatis effect, and if you want to Google it, you can pull it up, because this discovery was huge in the understanding of selective deafness. In this series on hearing the voice of God, I wonder if the problem is that we have developed Tomatis effect in a spiritual way. Could it be that the tones of deafness have developed in your life because you've been listening to the loud, blaring sound of condemnation of behavior of your past? Could it be that you become deafened to some of the tones that you need to hear from God because you've listened to the enemy as he has belted against you condemnation? Could it be that the critics that you grew up with and now you work with have deafened you to the voice of God? His voice is so powerful that if you one would just begin to understand how important it is to hear his voice, you see, to hear his voice, you will begin to find your destiny. You will begin to find your potential. His voice is love. His voice is power. His voice is wisdom. His voice is joy. His voice is limitless. As a matter of fact, with just a simple word, His voice parted the Red Sea. His voice spoke creation into being. His voice calmed the storm. His voice called a man out of the tomb who had been dead for four days. his voice, when you hear it, will bring healing to your body, healing to your mind, rest to your night's sleep. Could it be, could it be that the reason people aren't listening to you is because you haven't listened to God. Because if you'll listen to God, then you'll have something to say. What is the loudest voice in your life? I was fascinated by the Mokan people. It's a people group off the shores of Thailand How many of you remember in 2004 the tsunami that took 230,000 lives around the world? Do you remember it? Okay. Well, there was a man that was taking pictures on the shore uh, there in Thailand, and he noticed that as he was taking these pictures that these Moken people, now the Moken people live mostly on the water. They live in their boats mostly, and their children many times learn to swim before they learn to walk. The Moken people, they've got an ability to see underwater in ways that that, uh, they've been studied. It's just amazing. They've, They've developed this affinity to the water that they live on. And this man was taking pictures of the Moken people, and all of a sudden, the Moken people began to rush their boats to the shore, and those that were too far out began to paddle as fast as they could out to sea. And he didn't understand why they were rushing their boats to the shore and why the others were paddling who were too far out out to sea. And then he began to understand when this tsunami, this earthquake 9.1 magnitude in the bottom of the Indian Ocean caused this wave to sweep across country after country after country. These Mokan people knew what was going to happen prior to the tsunami, and they were able to rush to either high ground and none of them lost their life, or if they were too far out, they paddled out far enough in the water so that the ripple of the tsunami would not overwhelm them. Not a Mokan lost his life in the tsunami. Why? Because they could hear They could hear the voice of the water that they lived on and the voice of the sounds around them in such a way that they knew what was going to happen beforehand. Could it be that we can come in such affinity and such fine-tuned hearing of God's voice that we can avoid the condemnations, the potential disasters, the problems before they strike us? How many of you want that? How many of you want that? Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray a prayer that could absolutely change your life? It changed the life of a man named Samuel, the prophet. His mother had prayed for a long time to bear children, and so she gave her first child to the Lord and one day he heard a voice but he didn't recognize the voice that's interesting because I think we hear the voice of God and many times don't recognize the voice of God and when he realized that he was hearing a voice but it wasn't the voice he thought it was He laid before the Lord on his bed and he's prayed this prayer. And I want us to pray that prayer today because I think it could change us. Are you ready to pray? It's found in 1 Samuel chapter 3 and verse 9. Just put your hands out if you would. I think there's something about holding everything before the Lord. And pray this with me. Speak, Lord. For your servant is listening. Go ahead, just pray it again. Speak, Lord. He's here today. He's here. Speak. I know because last night and earlier today, he came and he spoke to people. And in just a moment, the people will go to the communion tables and they will come to the, here to the front. If you're in that, those teams to pray, I want you to get ready because in just a moment, people are going to respond. People are going to come. And some of you are going to hear the voice of God for the first time calling you to his grace and his mercy and his forgiveness. And maybe you've been deaf to that voice before, but today you're going to hear it and you're going to surrender your life to Jesus Christ. It's interesting because 1 Kings chapter 19 verses 11 to 13 says this. Are you ready? It says that when the man of God went out, a great powerful wind tore through the mountains and shattered rocks, but God was not in the wind. An earthquake came, and after the wind, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. Fire came, but the Lord was not in the fire. And when the Lord came, he came as a gentle whisper. One translation says a still small voice. But a better translation is whisper. Because I told you, Of this great, powerful decibels of the singer, 145 decibels can begin to affect your vision. 195 can affect and damage and the danger of the eardrums. And 202 decibels can literally cause death. But a whisper is 15 decibels. A whisper is breath without your vocal cords. Have you ever played with your grandkids or your kids and then you started to whisper? And they say, Papa, what are you saying? Papa, I can't hear you. Pretty soon they move closer to you. hear what you're saying, and when they get close enough, then I grab them. (laughs) That's why God whispers. Is because he wants you to lean in and get close enough so he can grab you. Wrap his arms around you. Yesterday, I finished talking to a young man on the airplane. It was a marvelous conversation, and if you're listening today, in no way would I reveal our conversation. But when we finished, we embraced, I hugged him. Because that's what God wants to do to you and to all of us but we don't get close enough to hear his whisper. And I think we've become deafened, deafened to the tones of God by the loud noise that's all around us. You see, with his voice, he calmed the storm. With his voice, he did these marvelous things. I want to be very practical this morning. How many of you are glad I'm going to be very practical I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm just going to be so simple and so practical. It's going to be so, because it's going to help you hear the voice of God. And that's why I want to do this. We want God, how many of you want God to speak in the time of crisis? Well, I had a crisis. This summer, some of you are aware that I was told that cancer was infiltrating my body. Now that's a crisis. It was worse because I had just come home from doing the funeral of my cousin who died from the very cancer that was infiltrating my body. And I needed to hear the voice of God. I want to give you what I did and what I encourage you to do now on a regular basis. Had I done it before? Yes. But I want you to understand that if you will make this a habit, if you will make this a habit, that you will hear God's voice in times of crisis and in everyday situations. Because we want the specific voice of God, but we're not interested in hearing the general voice of God. Some of you say, well, I want to hear the voice of God, but I only want to hear His comfort." But you can't hear his comfort if you don't also hear the tones of his conviction. Did you hear me? You can't have selective hearing with God. You see, God speaks through Scripture. But Scripture is our guidebook. The Holy Spirit is our guide. You see, you need more than Scripture. You say, what do you mean you need more than Scripture? Read the book. The book says that the Holy Spirit guided them, directed them. And it was interesting how he did it. He did it through what we call spiritual synchronicities. Sometimes in dreams. Look at Paul. Sometimes in visions. Sometimes through people, and sometimes through pain. Here's the first key. Write it down: Set an appointment. Set an appointment. Now, we set appointments for all kinds of stuff. How many of you <laughs> We set appointments to meet with people we don't even like. If you're ever around Pastor Scott, you'll hear this alarm go off. He set appointments to drink a bottle of water. Set an appointment. Here's what Exodus 19, verses 10 and verse 19 says. Listen to this The Lord said to Moses, Go to the people and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Let them wash their garments and be ready. Say, be ready. For the third day, for on the third day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai and in the sight of them all the people will see the Lord. Now this is very interesting because if you don't set an appointment and prepare for the appointment, God shows up where he's prepared for. That's why we had greeters today and ushers and children's workers and and that's why we had worship today and that's why we have a prepared message today why because if there is no preparation then there is no showing up of God do you prepare to hear his voice do you have an appointment set it up put it in your phone put it on your calendar because God comes down to a prepared atmosphere Look at the Bible. You'll see time after time prepared atmospheres for God, altar times and altar situations and specific spots. Set a time and then set a place. And so I have in my house a chair that is in my family type area and it's a smaller room but in there is my chair and I sit in that chair and I have things around me that make it very comfortable for me. And I take and I get up early, not that you have to get up early to hear the Lord, I do. I wake up early because how many of you know when you get older you wake up when you don't want to? (laughs) When you're a teenager you're built upside down, your feet smell, your nose runs, you're nocturnal. You get older, you want to sleep, got time to sleep, can't sleep. I get up early. I sneak out of bed. My wife is still there. I take her coffee about an hour later. I go and put the coffee on. And I know what I'm going to do. I prepare for the Lord. I take my cell phone that has music on it. I don't want to put it in the speakers of the house. I put, it, I put my phone right there. And I turn on worship. I turn on songs of praise that I have specifically put together. And I want you to know, setting a time and setting a place, it, it doesn't always have to be in your house. It could be at McDonald's or it could be at Starbucks. And, and I'll tell you about that in just a moment. Put your set in, put, take your phone with you, shut all those other sounds out. You, you, you set a place. And, and I want you to know why. Many Christians live disappointed lives because they miss their appointments with God. If you miss the appointments with God, you will live in disappointments. Number two, set a place, set a time, be still and worship. I want you to listen as Pastor Mark comes. There's something... About the worship. There's something about having specific songs, and so when I was told that this cancer was in my body, I began to pick songs. Devil Not Today. Do you know that song? You need to put it on your phone. Reckless Love. Do you know that song? You need to put it on your phone. You need to carry it with you so you can turn it on whenever and how you need it. The songs that were picked this morning were specific I need you to come. I need you again. Meet me in this place. Do you have a place? Do you have the songs? Are you preparing for the voice of the Lord? Listen to this from Exodus 14, 13. Be still and know that I am God, Psalm 46, 10 says. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you have only to be silent. Have you been running around? What am I going to do? What's the next? Have you been overwhelmed with the thoughts and the sounds and the fears? Has your focus been on the problem or has your focus been on the cross? Has your focus been on the problem or the outcome that God has because he is good and is working all things to your good? Notice this you'll find there's a powerful scripture from 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Here's what it says. You will not need to fight in this battle. Stand firm. Hold your position. See the salvation of the Lord on your behalf. Do not be afraid. And do not be dismayed. Say that out loud. Do not be afraid. And don't be And then he appointed the singer. Now there were three armies surrounding Judah in this passage of Scripture. Three armies. And the Lord said, send the singers out first. (laughs) Here's these guys with spears and bows and arrows. They're rough, tough. They've worked out, they're buff. And he sends Mark Groover out. We won't comment further. This is powerful. Look at this passage. He sent the singers out before the army. Give thanks to the Lord for his steadfast love endures forever. And when they began to sing, the men of the army of Ammon and the army of Moab rose up against the army of Mount Seir. And they killed them and then after they killed the inhabitants of Seir, they began to fight each other and they killed each other and when the army of judah came they looked and behold there were dead bodies lying on the ground none had escaped everybody was dead and the army didn't even have to raise a sword the singer saying, Glory to the Lord, and the Lord fought the battle. As I sat in my chair, I would sing. I would sing. You say, I'm not a good singer. That's why you got to find a place and a time. Get alone. Don't do it at Starbucks. Do you need healing? Are you battling in your marriage? Is it a job? Stand still and worship. Is it possible we don't know God in our situations of crisis because we don't get still? Put your songs together while they were worshiping acts chapter 13 verse 2 they were imprisoned they were about to be killed and while they were worshiping the lord spoke here it is third step write it down pray and read pray and read so you set your place set your time get your worship on get still, start praying. You say, what do I pray? Whatever is on your mind, whatever is in your heart, whatever the report has been from your doctor, whatever the report has been from your children, whatever the report is with your grandkids, whatever is going on that needs prayer, just begin to pray. You say, don't I have to have a set prayer? (laughs) No, just begin to pray. Whatever's on your heart, whatever's going on talk to god like you talk to your best friend mark chapter 1 verse 35 said jesus rose early in the morning and while it was still dark he departed and went out into a desolate place and prayed psalm 119 verse 147 i will rise before the dawn and cry for hope i hope in your words what do we pray whatever's on your heart what do we read take your bibles or your smart device that has your bible on it just hold it up just hold it up go ahead go ahead go ahead go ahead hold it up hold it up okay you see your hold your bible right up there ma'am you see that whatever's on in between the front and the back cover read it you say well don't i have to read special promises no it's all inspired the word of the Lord is good. We now know that in a recent study, you can pull it up, you can Google it, the power of four, that people that read or listen to the word of God four or more times a week, their behavior radically improves. It changes. It's been studied. Over 200,000 they studied. And if you read the word of God more, four or listen to the word of God four or more times a week, your behavior will radically change. How come that is? Because there's power in the Word of God. God's words create. What does He need to create in you? Don't I need faith? Listen, if you'll begin to do this, you'll have supernatural synchronicities, dreams, and visions, and God will begin to speak. Can I just say this to you? Some of us have become spiritually codependent. You're looking all over the place for someone to speak a word in your life, and you just need to hear God. Because He wants to meet with you. He wants to meet with you all right last one write it down listen and write listen and write in just a moment some of you are going to sit here you're going to take a pad there's no hurry today folks there's nothing on tv until way in the night and if you think all that pre stuff is worth watching you need you need to get a life I mean, how many naked lambs and horses are you going to watch in those commercials? Listen. Here's what David writes. My heart bursts spilling beauty and goodness. I pour it out in a poem to the king. Do you realize that the 150 psalms we've got were people writing while they were before the Lord in prayer and they just began to write, they just began to write, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Write out your prayers. Write out what you believe God is going to answer you with. Write out what you hear Him say. Begin to write. And the more you do it, the faster you're going to have to write. It'll just become more and more and more and more. I'm going to take your pastor to a... Pastor's office, where he has 30 volumes that he has written while he has prayed. Puts him in his office. He goes to McDonald's. It's where he meets with God. Headset in, writing. What does it say in the Word of God? 1 Chronicles 28:19. All this he made clear to me in writing from the hand of the Lord. Habakkuk 2 2 and the Lord answered me write the vision make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it I heard the voice of God say to me every appointment you've got to go to 20 different treatments every single day the day before a holiday two treatments every single one here's what you wonder why I'm bald cost me 150,000 dollars listen listen to me he said every time you go I heard his voice I heard his voice his whisper every time you go find a new patient start a conversation and pray with them I will guide you to the right patient I'll guide you to the one that's ready I'd walk into that treatment facility, into the waiting room, I'd go and get me coffee, they had beautiful, beautiful coffee coffee machine there, I'd get it, I'd greet the people at the front desk, and then I would look, I'd say, okay Lord, you said you'd guide me, boom, God would direct me, God would direct me, and I'd go sit down by them with my coffee. I'd say, hey, what's going on? And immediately they would begin to pour their heart out. Why are you here? And I would share mine, and it wasn't long until we were praying together right there in the waiting room I prayed every day for a new person and they would call their family over and they would call their kids over and they would call their son over who pushed them there in a wheelchair (laughs) it gets better I started calling the therapist over I started calling the nurses over and they began to pray with us the last day I called all the therapists together and I prayed for all of them you know what they said to me? Can you keep coming? <laughs> when you bring the voice of the Lord somewhere, they're going to start asking you to come back even when you're not supposed to be there. Do you hear me? First Samuel chapter 3 verse 9 as the singers begin to come I want you to see what it says it's the verse that follows the one that we prayed earlier speak Lord for your servant is listening and then it says in verse 9 these words are you ready and the word of the Lord was rare that means it was valuable how valuable is the word of the Lord to you today How valuable is hearing God's voice today? Would you bow your heads with me? No one moving. There's no hurry. We're not going to beat Bayside to the cafeteria. We're going to hear the word of the Lord today. Because there are people here that need healing. And there are people here that need freedom from depression. And there are people here who need a healing in their marriage. But most of all, there are people here that need the grace and mercy and forgiveness of Jesus. How many of you remember the day You remember the day, you remember the day, you remember the day when you heard God's voice call you to his grace, call you to his mercy, call you to his forgiveness. You remember the day you surrendered your life to him and you said, Lord, I'm going to follow you. I'm going to embrace the cross. I want to spend eternity with you. How many of you remember the day when you responded to the voice of the Lord for his grace, mercy, and forgiveness and the day of salvation in your life Would you throw your hand straight up in the air? You may take it down. Many of you were very, very honest, very, very honest. You didn't lift your hand because you're not sure. But today, the Lord is here to speak grace, mercy, and forgiveness. He's whispering it. He's whispering it. He's whispering it. Because he wants you to draw close so he can throw your arms, his arms around you. In the last service, a man stepped out and came here to the front. I'll be down here in a moment. He threw his arms around me and we embraced. I don't know how long we embraced. But I knew God had his arms around that man. If you could not lift your hand a moment ago, you don't know if you responded to his grace and his mercy. You're not sure heaven would be your home if you died today. If they told you that you only had a few months to live, you're not sure that you're ready to face God face to face. I'm gonna count to three, and if you want to respond to his voice of mercy and grace and forgiveness, I want you to throw your hand straight up in the air, and when you do, God's gonna grab, the Lord is gonna grab your hand, he's gonna grab your hand, I'm telling you, Everything's going to change today. He's speaking to you. If you couldn't lift it, but you want His grace, mercy, and forgiveness today, when I get to three, throw it straight up. One, two, three. Lift it right there. Yes, yes. Front, back, side, male, female. Yes. You may take it down as the prayer team comes and those at the communion tables gather. Listen. Here's what's going to happen now. We're going to respond to the voice of the Lord. You see, if you hear his voice and you don't respond to it, we're going to respond to that whisper. We're going to respond as the worshipers begin to worship. And you're going to come. You're going to come. But listen, you're not going to come alone. Nobody walks alone at Church of Hope. Nobody walks alone. People are going to turn to you in a moment and they're going to say, did you lift your hand? Did you pray that prayer? Do you want to hear the voice of grace, mercy, and forgiveness today? And if you say yes, they're going to say, then come on. Nobody walks alone at Church of Hope. I'm walking with you. And they're going to come with you right here. And these people are going to pray with you and they're going to share with you next steps. Stand with me all over this building today. In just a moment, you're going to turn and you're going to ask people, do you want to receive grace, mercy, and forgiveness today? Did you respond to that, or did you want to respond? And if they say yes, you're going to step out with them. Now listen, others of you are going to respond for healing today. And we're going to pray for the sick, and we're going to believe for that. Others of you are going to respond to the voice of the Lord to go to the communion table. And many of you are going to sit and for the very first time or the first time in a long time, you're going to begin to write what God is saying to you today. You're going to start a practice of a place and a time and worship and writing and reading today. Let's start with the first one. Nobody walks alone at the Church of Hope. Turn to the person to your right, to your left, in front of you, behind you, and ask them this question. Did you pray or did you want to pray for a newness of grace and mercy and forgiveness in your life? And if they say yes, I don't know that I've ever received that completely or totally or I don't feel good about it today. And if they say that in any way, shape, or form, I want you to say, come on, come with me, go ahead. Turn and ask all over this room. Nobody walks alone. Help them come. And if nobody asks you and you want to come, just step out and begin to come right now, just like people have done in the previous services. That's it. Come on, give God praise. Isn't this marvelous? Isn't this marvelous? Isn't this marvelous? Come on, just give God praise today. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Wow. 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 Wow, just come, just come, just come, just come, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. Oh, what a beautiful child, what a great day, come, 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 come. Now, as these people are being prayed with, some of you want healing in your bodies, and some of you hear God speaking to you to go and renew what he did at the cross with communion. So here's what I want others of you to do right now. If you need healing in your body, or you want to participate in communion to renew what he's done for you, I want you to begin to respond to the voice of God as the worshipers begin to sing. and. Then I want others of you who want to begin to write, I want you just to sit down and just write whatever the Lord is saying to you right now. Take the time. 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 Go ahead. Just write. Just write. Just write. Just write. Begin to write what He's saying. As my friends begin to sing. Bless you. God's going to speak through some of you. And if you sense him telling you to go and pray for somebody around you or just speak a word of comfort, strength, and encourage over them, speak what God gives you today.